Good morning, International Christian Fellowship, Rome, and online campus. Pastor Jennifer here. I am so excited. It is summer in Italy, and it is summer, maybe winter, wherever you're watching from on your continent. But today, I want you to lean into the worship. I want you to lean into the ministry of the Word. We truly are complete in Jesus Christ. So I want you to have a fabulous service Wherever you are, if you can, stand up, worship with the worship team. Say to the Lord, God, I want you to speak to my life today, and I know he will. Let's have a wonderful service together. Our special pianist today from our online campus in South Africa, Louis and Shanta joining us today on campus. So as we also welcome today our online campus, can you just give a really good clap so they know... We're really glad you're here. We're glad you join us on Wednesday on prayer time at 7. We also had a new uh, bass guitar, Yoshue. Yes, welcome. Where are you? Over here, yes. Who watched us from Texas. We welcome our new guest today. And my little granddaughter, my firstborn granddaughter, Giovanna, is here with us today. Giovanna Paletta, very good Italian name. And so I asked her, because we're talking about being completely chosen. Amen? Somebody say chosen. And so this is one of my favorite verses that I learned as a child when I stayed with my grandmother, who was a pastor. And so I said, Giovanna, we're going to learn this verse, and I want you to say it to everyone today. Okay, so you're going to say it real strong. Tell us what you're reading today. Psalms 37, 4, and 5. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. Amen. Thank you, Giovanna. You can give that to Bose, and then you can go to Kids Church, okay? And you're not in charge at Kids Church, though. (laughs) Thank you, Giovanna. That's so awesome. Someone will help her get there. So you see, when you're chosen... You do have to commit your way to the Lord, right? It's not, it's not just a one-sided thing. And so this morning, um, I just know that God wants to do some really amazing things in all of our hearts and lives. How cool that Louis and Shanta joined us online when COVID started, basically, and, and have been so faithful. They've taught some of our classes and now get to be with us. Chris and Kim Gray, would you guys wave your hands over here? New missionaries with us for the next uh, number of years, we pray, and their beautiful children, Bria and Cooper. Uh, Again, you commit your way to the Lord, and he brings it to pass. Um, God is faithful, amen? And so this morning, I have a lot in my message, but I've really prayed and said, Lord, you know what we need to hear in both services. And I believe that not one person is here by accident. I don't think you're just a visitor. I believe that God ordains our steps when we come into this city. You think about it. This is where Paul wrote much of the writings in the New Testament. If you have not visited the Mamertine prison or Luke's house, which is sometimes open, sometimes not, on the Via del Corso, I encourage you to go and find it. Take your Bible and open it to Colossians and Timothy and think about what Paul was writing. Chosen to be a champion, he was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Amen? So God has a word for you today. 
Our verse for this month, you see we do complete, complete in him is our theme for the whole year. So no matter what you're going through, I want you to know that you're complete. Amen? You're not incomplete. You're not lacking something. God has put everything you need inside of you to accomplish your championship run for victory. Amen? This month, we are doing completely chosen. And today, I specifically want to say to you, you are completely chosen to be a champion. The verse in Colossians for this month, 1, 10 through 12, says, So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. So you're not just chosen for your own self. It's so that you will live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. Being strengthened, say strengthened. Because if you feel weak or weary from the heat or the activities of the summer, I want you to know that you are being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. And giving joyful thanks to the Lord to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Alex said it. We give joyful thanks. We bring ourselves as an offering to the Lord. I want to remind you that my daughter, Giovanna's mother, preached on the first Sunday of this month. She reminded us that God's call continually lies ahead of us. God's call continuously lies ahead of you. You, you can't outrun it. You, believe it or not, you can try to one, run away, but God is going to draw you back. I've seen him do it time and time and time again. She reminded us that your own mistakes do not disqualify you from God's will because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Amen? So if you think and you're listening to that voice in your head that you've made too many mistakes for God to use you, that's a lie from the enemy of your soul. Those mistakes do not disqualify you. And the second thing she reminded us was that the actions of others do not disqualify you from God's will. You know, a lot of us, I would say maybe even, I don't know, if you're young, maybe this hasn't happened to you yet. Probably every single one of us, someone has done something that hurt our heart, that made us feel bad, that made us feel betrayed or disappointed. Someone has. This is the good thing about God's call. The actions of others do not disqualify you from doing what God has for you. And if you will grab a hold of that thought itself, you will stop making excuses, and you will start making advances. Amen? Amen? Last week, I reminded you that you are chosen, first of all, by who? By God. You're not chosen by your company. You're not chosen by your university. You're not chosen by the Questura. You are chosen by God. We honor the Questura. We honor the company. We honor the universities. But your calling comes from God. If you know that, then no matter what the answers are in your path of life, 
you'll know in your heart of hearts you're not disqualified because you got to know or you got to later or you got to not now or not ever here. You are chosen by God. And I want you to know that deep in your heart. For what reason? To live a life worthy of the Lord. I want to live worthy of the Lord. I don't want to get to heaven. I can't imagine getting to heaven. I, we know there's no tears in heaven. And if you get to heaven, you're going to get in. And God's going to say, yes, come in. I'm proud of you. Well done. But can you imagine being turned away because you were lukewarm? You didn't do what God had asked you to do? The Bible talks about that. And you're chosen to bear fruit and grow in knowledge. Keep saying yes to God. That's what we do here. That's why the worship team keeps expanding and new people can join because we bear fruit and we grow in knowledge. And today, I have three things I want you to remember that you are completely called to do. The first one is that you are called to accomplish the unexpected. Say unexpected. You know what that is? It's like you did not expect that to happen. We did not expect last year, those of you that are new, our pastor and my husband went to be with the Lord suddenly and unexpectedly on June 27th. But God's calling did not stop because someone else entered into heaven, right? He called us to accomplish the unexpected, to not give up, to keep running the race. I'm so proud of so many of you that have accomplished the unexpected by arriving here in this city, doing what nobody maybe expected you to do. But that is not on you. God has called you. The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. The second thing I want you to remember is that you are called to conquer the moments of defeat. If you think that being a champion means you'll never have defeat, you haven't read enough yet. You haven't experienced everything yet. Because we will have moments of defeat. How many, you know, I, maybe uh, you said I wasn't going to have any sugar this month and you still had a dessert. Maybe you said I'm going to not be late. I will be on time. And you found yourself 20 minutes late. We conquer the moments of defeat, whether they're simple or whether maybe we studied and we didn't pass the exam we wanted to pass. Maybe we came to a city and we got sidetracked from God's plans for our lives. What I love about our church is that I could tell you time and time again, story and story again, including online, where you watched, then you came here and you found us and God redeemed the mistakes and the defeats of your life of our lives. The third thing I want you to know today is that you are called to achieve new levels of understanding in order to realize the miracle of victory. I told you last week I was going to talk to you about Gideon, and I'm going to talk to you about the Zambian soccer team. But I want you to understand something. When you achieve new levels of understanding, you will realize the miracle of victory. It's more powerful. It's for his glory. It's so that he has fully equipped us to walk as the champions he has called us to be. In Judges chapter 6, we see the story of Gideon. 
The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Oprah that belonged to Joash the Abrazite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, this guy who is just pressing wheat, it, you know, Gideon and the army sounds exciting, but he's just pressing wheat. <laughs> And the angel of the Lord appears to him and says, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Maybe this week you've been pressing wheat somehow. And you feel like, I'm not mighty at all. And the Lord wants to say in his scripture today, The Lord is with you. But here's what I love about the Bible. It's so relevant. I can relate to scripture because God knows all of our emotions. So Gideon says, pardon me, Lord, but if the Lord is with us, then why has all of this happened to us? Hmm. Why? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? And now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have. Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hands. Here's what the Lord said. Am I not sending you? The Lord answered, I will be with you. You will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. The Lord is saying to you today, did I not send you here? Did you not pray at some point in your life, God, I want to go on an adventure. I think I'm going to go to Rome, Italy. I'm going to work. I'm going to make a better life. I'm going to get a university. And then suddenly, has any of us ever said, even in the chat, you can raise a hand. Well, Lord, <laughs> if that's true, then why did all this happen to us? Why did I not get my document the way I wanted? Why did I get sick? Why did COVID happen? Why is my company not giving the contract yet? But the Lord said, did I not send you? I'll go with you. I'll be with you and you will be completely chosen. Amen? He said, I'll be with you. You'll strike down all of the Midianites, leaving none alive. Now, I want you to think of the Midianites as that thing, not just a people, but that thing that is trying to interfere with your calling. It feels like sometimes like it's a living organism, right? It constantly is coming at you with your health or your job or your university or your difficulties. And God is saying, I'm going to be with you. And none of that is going to be left alive. Are you following me? It's not going to stay on you. It's not going to get in you. The Lord is saying, did I not send you? I'm going to keep you alive and I'm going to get rid of all that stuff that is trying to harm you. But... If you understand that you have to understand the difficulty, then you will know the miracle of victory. We identify with Gideon, I know. He would seem to be the least likely to be chosen by God to lead Israel out of their afflictions. The Midianites would wait for the very moment the harvest was ripe and come down out of the mountains and steal Israel's harvest. 
Doesn't it seem like right at the moment when you're about to have a breakthrough, it's something else comes and tries to steal the crop, tries to steal the fruit that God is trying to produce in our lives. So this became devastating to the nation because the Midianites kept looting the livestock so they were often hungry, and they were living in constant fear of being invaded. This morning, I want to say to you, stop living in fear. That's not faith. You see sometimes a t-shirt or a graphic that says, faith over fear. Fear says, I will accomplish the calling that God put in my life, not because I am something, but because God is something. Amen? Not because of me, but because of him. Because of the victory that he has already done. So it was under these circumstances when God spoke to Gideon and said, The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor, mighty woman of valor. You have to wonder if Gideon looked over his shoulder and thought, You talking to me? I'm just threshing wheat. Are you talking to me? I'm just like, I'm just uh, trying to figure out how to drive in this city. I'm trying to figure out the money and the, and the measurements and the, I'm just trying to figure it all out. You talking to me? And God says, yes, I am talking to you. I will be with you and you will strike all of these people as one man. So in case you were trying to say, God, I can't do it by myself. The Lord is saying, you got me. God's got this, amen? If God has it, then God will do it. And that's what he wants us to know. This whole idea of God using the underdog and receiving the glory is something each of us should hold on to. Because, you know, I would say even multimillionaires, I've heard many stories from multimillionaires who don't know the Lord, who don't walk with Jesus, who are still searching for their championship victory of some kind. They don't have fulfillment. Fulfillment comes when I understand the who has their hand on my life. It wasn't the what that Gideon was doing. It wasn't the thrashing. It was that he said, okay, God, I'll be the mighty man of valor. And he kept listening to God. And he kept obeying God step by step. In Italy, I love it. We say piano, piano. Step by step, little by little, sometimes slow, sometimes fast, but always in victory in my mind because it's not me. It's the who of God. Here's what I want you to know that we learn from Gideon. The Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours. Surely I will be with you. Go in this might of yours. Gideon had the might of humility as he was threshing that wheat. Sometimes God asks us to do some things that we didn't expect we would have to do. But when you are found faithful in the small things, God will keep increasing the blessing upon your life. And you will understand that there really is no small or big thing. 
It's all a thing in God's hands. Amen? I love playing with the kids at kids camp. I love praying with new believers at this altar. I love believing for miracles in hospital rooms and talking to people who need counseling. I love sweeping and making everything clean. I love washing my patio and taking care of the house that God has given me. And I love celebrating in worship with you. I want you to know there is no big or small thing in God's hands. Everything we do is blessed and anointed by God because we have the humility like Gideon to serve him. Gideon had the might of caring because he had compassion for Israel. God can't use us if we don't have compassion. And sometimes when we get hurt, hear me, when we get hurt, we turn the compassion off. I wanted you to hear Rocco's story because as a young boy who adored his poppy, it would have been easy to not care and to lose compassion. But I thank God that that has not happened. Gideon had the might of knowledge because he knew that God had done great things in the past. How many of you, lift your hand on the chat or lift your hand in this room, would say, I have seen God do something amazing in my, in my lifetime." Look around. Keep it up. Yes, we have all, most of us have seen God do something amazing in our lifetime. And it is in that knowledge that God says, I want you to keep pursuing me. Gideon had the might of being teachable because he listened to what the Lord said. Now, he was real, right? He said, really, Lord? Like, you're going to say you called me and then we brought us out of Egypt and we have all these defeats? And then he said, like Rocco said, well, I'm going to keep testing you. Make the fleece wet and the ground dry or make the ground wet and the fleece dry. Can't you just imagine God going, Gideon, how many times do I got to tell you I'm with you? I think sometimes, I think I talk to Jesus that way. I feel like the Holy Spirit says, Jen, I told you, I'm with you. Stop worrying about it. I'm going to give you the vision. I'm going to give you the provision. I'm going to give you the people and the armor bearers to do the work. Stop worrying about it. I understand. God has given us strength. Gideon had the might of the weak, and we know that God's strength is perfected in weakness. Maybe you're in this room and you'd say, I, I'm somehow not that strong, Pastor Jen. You can be just as strong as you are. You don't have to be like somebody else's strength. You be you and God's going to show up in your life and use you in a mighty, mighty way. So I want you to see this picture of the Zambian soccer team. And I talked to a couple of our wonderful people from Zambia who also confirmed how powerful and precious this is. You see on my left, your right, is a picture of a plane crash. And on the other side is a picture of a championship soccer team. At the plane crash, the Zambian soccer team at that time, on the way to a championship, was tragically killed. Death brought so much disaster into their team locker room, if you will, into their everything that was going on. But they did not give up. So then we see, years later, against all odds, 
Zambian won the 2012 African Cup of Nations, beating the Ivory Coast 8-7 to on penalties after 120 goal-less minutes. So, two hours with no score, no score, goalless, and then they come back and they win. Zambia, 71st in the FIFA rankings when the competition began, defied the odds under their French manager, Hervé Renard, who led them, sorry, Ghana, past Senegal and Ghana to their third African Nations finals. My friend from Zambia said what made this win even more emotional for the Zambians was that in 1993, they lost their entire soccer team in that plane crash. The biggest national loss we had had as a people who loved our soccer team. Two years later, a whole new team reached the finals of the Africa Cup and came in second after so many tries. 1993 to 2012, we finally won the Africa Cup. The country celebrated for days, as you can imagine. Death had brought disaster, but faithful and persistent courage brought a future victory that was unprecedented. They accomplished the unexpected. You have been called to be a champion. You have been chosen by God to be a champion, to conquer defeat. You can put that other slide up now. To achieve new levels of victory, to understand the miracles of the victory. Hebrews 10.39 says, We do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Hear me, you don't have to be a starting champion to be chosen. I bet not one of those men on that soccer team that would become the champion had any kind of championship ring on their finger yet. I want you to say yet. God's not done yet. He's got more victories for you yet. Hebrews 10.39, we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Rocco said it in his sermon in Joshua 1.9. God said what? Be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want the worship team to come. So God called Moses and David from following the sheep. Think about it. Elisha from the plowing trail. He called Gideon from the threshing floor. He called Ruth from the labor in her fields. He called Mary from her youthful innocence. And he called the apostles from their fishing, their washing, and their mending of nets. Doesn't sound like championship work, does it? He called Peter from a place of rejection. And he called Thomas from a place of doubting. And he calls us from our grief and our defeat because he has a mighty plan. So it's in the Bible. It's something that's happened even on the continent of Africa that you can look at and see. God is calling you to be strong and courageous. We are completely called to accomplish the unexpected. I am expecting some very big things in Rome. 
I told you last week that in September we're going to have a revival weekend and I know God is going to do some miracles in people's lives. This weekend we've got activities going on, but here's what I want you to know. Whatever you're dreaming, God's dreaming way bigger than that. Say bigger. Say bigger. I want you to get it in your heart. It's bigger. It's bigger. It's more specific. It's not my way. It's God's ways. He's calling us to conquer the moments of defeat. There are moments when you have to say, in Jesus' name, I will get out of this bed. In Jesus' name, I will go to my job. In Jesus' name, I will get to church and do what God has called me to do. In Jesus' name, I will clothe myself with the garment of righteousness. In Jesus' name. And I will achieve new levels and realize the miracle of victory. See, the victory for that Zambian soccer team, while it came after much grief, and much sadness can you imagine how much they celebrated that we did this for our team members they did not die in vain I want to say to you this morning it's not just Pastor Rick although I know that his legacy lives on in my children and my grandchildren I know that his legacy lives on in so many of you that are serving in such beautiful ways but it's Jesus it's not a human being it's Jesus that his legacy lives on that he did not die on that cross in vain amen that he didn't say I've given you everything you need fully equipped to accomplish something for me only for you to sit back and say I, I can't do it because of this I can't do it because of that I'm too weak I'm too soft-spoken I don't have enough education I've been turned down too many times I'm too sick I'm too weary I'm too old I'm too young I'm too skinny I'm too fat I'm too tall I'm too short I'm too rich I'm too poor I mean it there are no excuses for God to use you as a champion you've been made to be a champion and I need you to rise up I need you to rise up and walk in faith not for me not for ICF Rome, for the cause and the glory of God who has equipped you for such a time as this. It will change your life. And hear me, if you don't change your speech, if you don't stop putting defeat on yourself, it's going to be harder. I believe that that Zambian team won that soccer championship because they said, we're going to win. We're going to win. I can just hear him. We're going to do it. We got a soccer coach over here, I think, right? <laughs> I mean, I can just imagine. They didn't go into that field of practice and say, you know, we don't even want to get on a plane because who knows what's going to happen. I don't want to do that. I'm too scared. No, they said champion, champion, champion. Can you say it with me? Champion. Champion. You've been called to be a champion. Just where you are. God made you just like you are with all the skills and gifts and sensitivities. Stand with me all over this room. I'll tell you what, the presence of the Lord is so real to change your life. So today I want to invite you to pray with me. Maybe you would say, Pastor Jen, the ministry of the word and the scripture today really challenged me to draw closer to Jesus. So right now, I want to invite you to say to the Lord, I want to give you all of my heart. 
So I want you to repeat this prayer with me, and then I want you to send me an email later and let me know I'm making some new decisions to go deeper with Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it, dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now, come into my heart, change my life, help me to walk closer to you, Jesus, than ever before. I trust you and I receive your love and I receive your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. That is the best prayer you have ever prayed. And you know why I know? Because the Bible says, choose you today who you will serve. So every day you have to wake up and decide, Lord, I'm going to trust you in this day, in this circumstance. I also know that there are so many who have big needs. They have big prayer requests before God. So I'm praying with you right now, wherever you are, that the Lord would surround you, that in this very moment, God, I pray that the Holy Spirit of God would come and descend in that room of listening, in that living room, in that dining room, in that car, God, wherever someone is listening right now, and that their faith would jump alive, that they would hear you saying, I'm not done. I'm still working on it, says the Lord. I've got a miracle in motion for you. So I want you to believe with the Lord. I want you to walk in victory and I want you to know that the Lord is with you. And Father, we thank you for the miracle testimonies that are in the making that we're going to hear in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I also want to thank you for being a part of our online campus. I thank you for your online giving. I thank you for the way you're investing in the way we invest in people's lives. It's not just for today. It's for eternity. And so I want you to say to the Lord, God, how can I do more for the kingdom of God? Right where I am, whether I'm online or on campus, there are so many wonderful activities. You need to check out the website. You need to click for registrations. There's going to be so many wonderful things that we have to offer this summer. You may go on vacation, but we don't take a vacation from Jesus. Remember, Jesus is with you wherever you go, and we must stay connected. So take advantage of online ministry and online giving to stay connected to what God is doing in you and through you with the body of Christ here at the International Christian Fellowship of Rome. I love you, and I know this is going to be a fantastic week.